Welcome to the Oversoul Shaman King podcast. I am your host, Vlor GTZ, and with me I have my usual co-hosts, Marion and Sakaki. Let's crack a lichen. Yo, sold out to all y'all dreamers. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, and today we are talking about episodes 26 to 38 of the 2021 Shaman King anime. Which, uh, honestly, this is probably my favorite course so far. Uh, partially because of a certain story in it that I really love, but I think in general it was just really strong. Well, what did you guys think about it, like, first impressions? Um, it was fine. I, I, I think the one that you liked was the part that I got kind of bored. <laughs> Yes, and that's why Mary is now banned from the podcast. <laughs> oh no! But um, <laughs> yeah, the the Matamune part, I was low key. I was kind of bored. I think it was it had to do with the execution. The the music was a little, I don't know, not uh, it was. I didn't feel engaged as much. Basically, uh, the pacing was really like it felt really slow. I didn't think that this had to be four episodes. See, I thought so too at first, but apparently, like. It's just as long as any other episode in terms of how much it's adapting, which I guess I forgot how long the story must have been in the manga. That's insane because like the first couple volumes were like, like one one encounter or like one fight or whatever. But this felt like, I don't know, it it felt like it could have been in the span of a volume. But and imagine this ran weekly in Jump, so like you were in a flashback for like probably months god that's a that's some one piece shit <laughs> or some jjk stuff there you go <laughs> oh that was gonna be my first go-to but you're both right oh not mid mid k <laughs> yeah i mean since we're on the topic what did you think of the uh mount osare live well uh story sakaki i liked it i i mean i i kind of agree with marion it felt kind of slow because I, I i will say that by part three, I was kind of checking constantly to see how far it was in the episode, even though I was enjoying it. But like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, I feel like and maybe this is just me. I feel like this whole time we've been recording, you know, on the anime episodes, like there's always been this thing about Shaman King that like, I like it, but there's one thing keeping it from greatness to me. And I feel like this core found it because like I guess to put it this way, Shaman King always feels like it's kind of sort of meandering around a little bit, which is fitting for having a series called Yo with Yo as its protagonist. But like, yeah, it, it always just felt like it it knew what it wanted to do, but it was kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll get there eventually. Don't worry about it. But it felt like this core, it figured out, OK, it, all of the themes and everything. Let me not even say figured out all the themes and everything felt like they congealed into something that was a complete package for me this core even with some of the things i could feel like they're still moving a little bit fast with but i i can't i will admit i don't remember so much the manga at this point like there were a lot of things i was just like oh yeah i remember reading this but there wasn't i'm not like as like as straight on the manga as i like to be but um yeah there was a lot of things that i was just kind of like i get now i get the themes and they're coming together in a way that is really is both entertaining and um resonates with me yeah like i mean just to 
give like a bit of backdoor here. I think we recorded up through with the manga up through the introduction of like Necrom and like Ren getting stabbed. So like that's up to that is what's freshest in my memory because just because we recorded about it. Right. And so like everything after that was kind of like interesting re-experiencing it, especially the Yo flashback because I forgot how long it was. But I also remembered how much I like it too because like it really kind of captures what is so interesting about Yo and Anna's relationship and the fact that like why Anna admires Yo more than just Yo being a very talented shaman. And also Mata Mune is just like such yeah. a great character. Like he's like the pre uh I forget his name that guy from Nekogahara. He's like the Nekogahara guy. Oh, for a second I thought that actually was him. The the cracks the crack smoking cat. <laughs> but Marion. Yeah, no, it, it's not him. <laughs> but oh, Marian, that's a shame. Like Mata Mune's got the same voice actor as Replica, so Oh shit. I didn't know that. I watched the dub this time. Oh, okay. I was kind of going back and forth between dub. Like, if they it was their line, and I was kind of interested in seeing how they translated. I went back, but I mostly went sub. But there were. I actually this this is the first time I got to really hear like um Joko. I don't like that name. <laughs> I got to hear him his dub, and I actually like his dub more than I like the the Japanese. So now that's my that's the thing I'll probably go back and at some point watch this like fully dub. I still don't like Ren's voice, but like most of the cast I feel like I like them. You know who I don't like in the dub? Uh this girl, I forgot her name. Uh Pink Hair. Tamo? Tamao, yes. Yeah, Tamao. I don't like her English voice. It's I I don't know who that actor is, but like I recognize her voice and it sounds the same every time. <laughs> Yeah, it's the person that played uh, Amelia in Slayers, I think. Oh, okay. I have to look that up. At least I think so. I have to look Maybe her her, her execution in that role is probably better. Yeah, it's Veronica Taylor. Okay. Oh, so Ash. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> she's interesting, because like, she's great as Ash, but I guess... Also from Neko Gahara, I was thinking of Nora Chio. I don't know why I always forget his name, because he's like such a cool character. Clearly, go read Nekogahara, folks. Clearly, clearly, that's that's Takei going that Starlight System again. But no, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I will say, like, yeah, I, I do feel like it ran a bit long. But like, if what you're well, not if, but from what you're saying, the manga was that way. I told, I think I kind of just blasted through the manga, <laughs> so I don't remember it being that long. But like, I remember enjoying it. Yeah, that's the thing with Shamaki, especially in the later half of the manga, where, like, less happens per chapter, I feel. Oh, it turns into Bleach? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, that's a great way of putting it. That's kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> Not really if you're reading it, like, in a volume, it's fine. I mean, yeah, that's true. But, like, especially, like, I think the the final few volumes, like, you can, like, go rapid speed through them. yeah. Because that's what happened to me when I, I, you know, we were reading it for the recordings. I went ahead and I was reading volumes super fast. Not because, I mean, yeah, I was enjoying them. But it was also just because, they, you know, the events were just packed in a way that it felt like, okay, I'm just going to read this one thing. And then okay. in the blink of an eye, the volume's finished. I'm like, oh, geez, well, I'm also going to this next thing. <laughs> yeah, might as well continue shit. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do think, I mean, well, you could argue this for any weekly shonen mangas that they all do better in volume format, but I think Shaman King especially does. And I agree with V-Lord that it, it feels like probably that's the reason why, again, this core felt strongest to me is because now, I mean, the story is a little slower, but I feel like it's more purposeful. Yeah, because the pacing has stayed roughly the same, I feel, but because the chapters themselves have less happening, it feels like it's slower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I feel like the trade-off for that is, like, the story is definitely... The storytelling is definitely way stronger. Yeah, we're we're not skimming over kind of the more in-depth content anymore. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. But, um... um there was something I wanted to say, and now I, I lost it. Yeah, no, I lost it. <laughs> um... I, I will rip Sakaki's thought. I, I rarely have them too, so you know you'd think I take care of them better. But oh no, <laughs> oh no. Um, yes. Uh, wow, that that came out way harsher than I expected it to. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and through watching these episodes, I did start remembering a little bit more about what happens later. And yeah, like. How's way more of a tragic figure than I thought he would, like that I conceived reading the manga. Probably because I was reading it so fast. But now that I'm remembering things and wa- reading watching this, it's like, uh, how's more than just, like, this power-hungry shaman guy? Like, He's more than just Edge personified. Y- y- exactly. Yo's, he's y- not Nega Yo. He's not Yami Yo, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yami Yo. <laughs> he's actually Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> the Millennium Soul. Oh my god, that's worse. Do you know why that's worse? <laughs> It's actually accurate. I mean, it's accurate, but... <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do... I, I did enjoy that. And God. Um... I love how we, we've we've introduced the concept of the fucking... The Dragon Ball Z Zenkai boost, where you're just like, oh, yes, you died? The Zenkai boost, and we go further in with the power levels. Yeah. Quarter of a million spiritual power? Whoa! I need, I need, I need context for that, yo. How much do you have? What I do like what they talk about with the spiritual power later on, though, is the fact that it's not really a fixed number. It's all like contextual. Like it's how you use it. It's like you you could be very powerful, but if you suck at using it, or you can use like your disadvantage to your advantage, you can still win. Yeah, like the horror horror fight that was dope. Yeah, that yeah. was super good. That was actually a really great fight, just for that reason. Because he didn't just get like this random power up. He, he was like, "Well, I'll just." He was like, blinked out with all the oversouls. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> Dual wielding, hold my beer. Quad wielding. <laughs> <laughs> Multi trick. Oh, I feel like just the way Velor said, I feel like it's a regular show moment. Quad wielding. Oh, <laughs> totally is. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really like that fight. Um, the that that was the blocking fight. Yeah, I, I mo- the only thing like that bo- not bothered me, but the fact that like he's like blocking's VA's voices a bunch of other characters. And all I could think of was present Mike and um Bolson and Yoshimori. So like it, it took me out. Oh, and what's his face from Full Metal Alchemist? Uh, Kimberly. He's like, he voices all these guys, so I cannot, I was just, like, thinking of them the whole time he was talking. <laughs> so, but otherwise, yeah, I, I do like that moment of horror horror. Also, like, 
I I mean, to really just talk about the themes in this thing is just that you, especially the one with uh, the the two kids and um, Choco, um, I forgot the kids' names. Like it, it was with Ren too, where it was Lace him where, and something. Yeah, I don't know. Red Sub and Serum. Yes. Like this whole thing that you know you can't get away from the things that you did were wrong that were wrong, and but at the same time it doesn't paint them as a thing where oh you should be just this this person that just is constantly seeking to atone too. There there's like it's not as black and white as that, you know you yeah, do something yeah. wrong and you should make up for it in some way, but it's not a thing where you should just give up and be like well I'm a terrible person forever I guess. <laughs> Yeah, wallowing so, your own self pity. Fuck that. Yes. Yeah. I love the way I love the way that that Yo handled it uh, specifically. Like, uh, when when he like intervened, um, and like got on the golem and like, oh, if if someone hurts you, you should hurt them back. Um, and <laughs> basically, he's like scared the shit out of the kid. Yeah, like do it before he said you. What you do will be done unto you. Like, I, I that could have been handled like the same way many shonen do it but i like that shaman king has that kind of like um takes a it's a different depth to it because like it, it feels mm-hmm. like the kind of thing where it's just like oh well you know you should just always be seeking to atone but shaman king's like yeah i mean that's a waste of time you there are better things you could do with your life <laughs> and the characters both um tower ren and um joko both kind of experienced that in this in this core and I feel like that builds upon their characters rather than being a retread of and also attributes itself more to what Shaman King's philosophy is, which yeah, like there is all... no there's a middle, you know, there is no nobody is completely one thing just mm-hmm. because of an action you took before that you regret or something. It also makes them relevant because then they have death experiences. So they come back with a Zenkai boost and they get stronger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, oh man! I love how uh, when Ren gets like stabbed and like he's like in a like that kind of spiritual state, they kept that scene from the manga that people always find funny, where he's like grabbing the blade and it looks like he's like awoken again, but then he's still not actually awake in the next scene. <laughs> I noticed it's like I guess like the whole point of that is supposed to be like it's all in his mind still, but like from how it's framed, you think that it's like him actually, like, waking up and, like, stopping this blade. It's just really funny to me. <laughs> I remember noticing that, but, like, not thinking too hard about it. But now that you said this, <laughs> it is kind of funny. But... Yeah, I, I really like Ren's, like, character arc in general in this core, too. Yeah. Just because, like, he is forced to, like, literally see the ghosts of his past. Like, we have that old flashback where he has to relive himself, like, killing chrome yeah and like you can see just all the regret that he has about it because like it's such a different person than what he wants to be now yeah no i I really like that too and the fact that um there is this thing where and the fact that yo gives up his you know candidacy in the shaman fight to revive him too and it's treated as a really serious thing even though like like how by the end how's trying to undo it which on one hand i get it it would it wouldn't be much of a series of protagonists couldn't participate in like you know the tournament, but at the same time, just like uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also on like the topic of like the kind of the cycle of violence, I like how with like Life Surge too, you have that scene where like um he like fatally wounds Bill, the football guy, 
And, like, it was kind of going back to the whole message of, like, hey, yeah, like, if you hurt people, they'll hurt you back. And, like, it's this endless cycle of violence that, like, Surge is becoming a part of by being influenced by the X-Laws and Marco's weird, creepy dad (laughs) behavior. Uh, Marco. We're finally getting to the part that I remember from reading Shaman King years ago. We're so close. Like, I was so mad when the when the when the when the last episode played, and it was just like, "Yo, we're finally here," and then it ends. And I'm like, "Shit, I gotta wait till the last." They're quarter. finally in their reveal apparel. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so it's that weird humor that Shaman King has. That I'll always enjoy. They're just like they're they're in a completely serious moment, and they're just both stripping to their underwear and. And, and and summoning Gundams and shit, and it's just it's all taken seriously. You see, taking off the clothes makes them stronger. I mean, that's why Goku and them can't keep their shirts on. Because I mean, clearly, exactly, clearly, that's how that works. It's all training weights, <laughs> exactly. Also, um, so I, I know we did talk about about the oh shit, and already I forgot the name of it. Um, Mount Osiray. Oh yeah, Osiray. Yeah. Mount Osiray. Like I mean, I guess the the thing I want to ask you guys is um like well not really so much ask, but the thing that I guess I took away from it most, and I don't know how you guys feel the same, and I think Vilor actually mentioned it, is just that up until now, like Anna and Yo's relationship has always just been kind of like a very you know that they it's like you know that they're into each other, but not why. And I actually found it really nice how it was contextualized within this arc and everything like that. And that even with the moment when they're both watching TV, I like that that small moment, too. Like, the small moments are what add up in that thing, what make it work for me more so than, you know, what the climax was, what Yo did and everything. Like, when they're watching TV and they're both talking about their both each other's weird taste in music... And there's that movement where it's like oh, yeah, Bob. Bob and Ringo. And plus, well, let me just say, both of the songs are really catchy, actually. <laughs> but I love how they both get like eye catchers too. Yes, and then Ringo Awaya, which I'm I'm assuming is kind of a play on um, Sheena Ringo. <laughs> um. Yeah, probably. Uh, I like that. Like Yo's kind of like Anna's saying that you know because she's really, she's basically singing a song about how she hates I guess this person she used to date or something. <laughs> And like, like Anna's like she only is like that to hide her own like timidness and like it was like yeah you're the same, like little moments like that, and the fact that and then they're like confession through the door, like and they're both like I'm glad the door is here so nobody the the other person wants to see my true feelings or everything like that little stuff like that is what made it more to me, like I kind of agree with Marion a little bit though like the overall like final battle of it I was kind of like. Eh. Not bored, but it, it definitely wasn't the highlight for me. But, like, yeah, everything that led up to it, though. A-plus stuff. Yeah, I'd say, like, the emotional and, like, the... the Just the small character actions, I think, weighed more heavily than the actual dramatic parts of the story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just... And, of course, like, Matamune. I, I didn't realize until they did the ending of, you know, the ending theme... But which again, Hayashibara knocks it out of the park. But um, that the things that 
Matsumune had been saying all along were part of this when they turned into a poem and had Hayashibara saying at the end that that's when it kind of hit more to me for me than when Matsumune was saying it during the story. Yeah, I really like how they like ended off that where like it's Hayashibara like singing out the poem. Yes, yes, that was really that was really. I mean, I knew of it because I, I mean, I hadn't listened to it, but. I remember seeing it on Twitter or something that they had changed the ending for that episode. And even though the ending itself, like uh, Saji's Hazuki, is also really good. I'm sad at how little it really plagues. There are quite a few episodes with no ending. Yeah, they're really jam-packing them. <laughs> so, and then, I mean, well, since we're on the subject, the opening and ending for this season, Get Up, Shout, and Hazuki. Um, Get Up, Shout by, of course, Misuki Nana. How do we feel about not having any Hayashibara? <laughs> I'm okay with it. It feels weird. Honestly, the 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 Nana song kind of bangs. It does. It does. It, it does. does. Yes, and I I'm with Velor where I'm just kind of when I went into the series, I was expecting all Hayashibara songs like the first one. So the fact that we only got one opening, one ending from her, and that's let it. her rest. I mean, I guess so, but it's just. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like she still has to voice Anna. Oh I mean, yeah, it's true. And granted, since she's since she's like barely in Pokemon nowadays, I guess Anna and like I guess Hard High Bar are pretty much it for her right now. <laughs> Who does but, uh, Nana voice again? Uh, Tamau. Oh, funny. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember if she voiced her in the original too. I'm pretty sure she did. Like I know for the original, there were quite a few voices that were like doubled up. But I'm pretty sure she voiced Tamau for the original. Actually, it's crazy because Tamau is literally Hinata. True. <laughs> I mean, she's less useless than Hinata. Wow, <laughs> Velor, just 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 mm, putting it out there. Okay, I mean, I don't blame you though. Also, like Hinata has no character. I'm sorry, Hinata fans, but name one important thing Hinata did besides like die her fight. <laughs> she doesn't die though. I, I know mean, she is she kind uh, of die question mark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess she married Naruto? <laughs> yeah, she married Naruto, she like... She gave birth. Tried to defend him in that pain fight, and then there was that fight with Neji in like the original series. Remember that crazy-ass filler? <laughs> I was like, why doesn't she use this technique? It's so cool. It was yeah, fucking filler. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was um, Tamao in the original as well, so... Alright, so, I guess that makes sense. But, yeah, I was really weirded out when they didn't get um Ayashibara to sing any more songs. Especially since like and then like the third ending's by a band. <laughs> like not related to J music uh to any song. And then we go right back to any song for fourth ending, but it is what it is. Um You gotta have a special time for Matamune. True. Only the best. And then and, and that and that video is like really beautiful, so Really, I I was I think we said mentioned in the last recording, uh, the last episode that um yeah the ending like videos are all really good looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly I prefer the endings for, I think almost all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same. I, I I agree with you. I I think, I mean, I'm probably gonna get lynched for this for the Hayashi Bauer fans, but I didn't really like her ending. I liked her opening fine, <laughs> but I didn't like her ending. But like the two, three, and four, I like. Two's weird, but... Honestly, I, I liked her ending more than her opening. Oh, Velo, we're going to have to take it in the back. <laughs> we're going to have to take this oh my God. So, I'll bring the wings. 
But yeah, I mean, and I, I guess since we're talking about that, uh, how do we feel about the animation in this core? Still, it's there. <laughs> That's it, it exists, cool. I guess. <laughs> Very instructive. Like, I've accepted that this show is not going to be like crazy well animated ever, but it's uh, it's possible. They okay. do be walking. <laughs> yeah, but they be walking. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that's fair. Cause, like, Marion just—it's there. That—that—that's basically it. Like, I—I I, I guess there were a couple moments where I was hoping for a slightly better animation, but I mean, where they don't really have animation, I guess. Well, I can't even really say direction is that good. The lighting is good sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I—I I do. I, I do actually agree with that on the lighting specifically. Yeah, yeah, like, I like the light. There were a couple of scenes where I was like, the lighting really stood out. And the character designs I really liked, too. Like, I've, I've liked them throughout this whole run compared to the 2001 anime, which, I mean, I guess it's some fair comparison. But, like, still, the character designs are much... I don't know, there's something about, like, the eye coloring and, like, just the generally how they're designed. Even though they don't always hit, like, that same vibe the manga does, which... Which is per the course with anime adaption, but they do a pretty good job. Yeah, um, honestly, I think um, when when I first started watching the core itself, um, I was like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just going through it. Uh, I, I felt like um, I was my my boredom peaked with like the the flashback. Sorry, um, <laughs> I don't know why I just did not vibe with it. But uh, after that, like send all hate mail to Marion. Shh. After that, after the, I think um, when Mikihisa like showed up and it was doing like the the Ultra Senji Rakatsu and like uh, when when he shows up to uh, to like interfere with like the the Hanagumi, I thought that was that was when it started getting more fun. And then it just kept on ramping up. I was surprised because um, I would I, I I was thinking earlier like mm, I think I still like uh I think I st- I think I still like the second core more, but then uh. By the way that things just kept ramping up with like the uh Ren's atonement, the the whole getting revived, then with the Joko, and then now with the the X Laws and fucking Marco versus uh Luchist? Yeah, Luchist. Luchist. And and uh, I was like, Oh, this this is fucking great. <laughs> I, I'm I'm assuming that we're we're getting we're inching dangerously closer to the to the racing Robots, right? Racing cars. <laughs> it's probably. I think it's like in episode two after thirty-eight. I'm ready. Racing robots. I'm loving it. <laughs> we got transformers more than meets the eye. Oh, oh, and since thing. I was watching it dubbed this time, uh, I I told Vlord, I'm like, wait, is Marco Kaiba? <laughs> like, I just picked up on it. I'm like, wait, I I recognize that asshole voice <laughs> no, I need, super no, I need to, super smug i need i need to watch the dub now i mean i, I had to stick with nakamura marco and and he also mm. said some such shit about um about lyser like uh before you grow up and, and your voice becomes less girly or some shit i'm like what the fuck where did that come from <laughs> man's on a roasting street yeah uh, I love when they go to the Arbory and there's just like a bunch of guns and shit and then there's just an angel in the middle. <laughs> I'm like, yes, this this is justice right here. 
Oh, like you have all these like religious things that the X laws worship. Then you just have random guns. I mean, yeah, guns, they do be carrying the Glocks on them. I mean, guns be getting stuff done though. They stay okay. strapped. I mean, it's up to God to forgive. It's up to them to send them people to sinners to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> got that thing on him. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I I did like I did like um revisiting uh I have to remember not to use the wrong name uh Joko's like pass and having his master come back. I like I don't and maybe I'm just slow but i don't understand why he blinded himself though <laughs> like more zenkai boost i i guess <laughs> I, don't know. I, actually, I actually don't know the reason <laughs> i i guess like i mean his explanation i was following it but then i was just kind of like like i guess in the manga i just maybe i skipped over it but i just assumed that okay they just brought him back wrong and he was just like no nah, i'm fine with this just, he know. really said see no evil god damn <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought in the manga, but then this time I actually pay attention to this explanation. I'm just kind of like, well, no, you asked him to do this to you? Which That's fine. funny. You paid attention <laughs> and then it made less sense. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I'm like, you asked him? To- okay, fine. I get it. Maybe, like Marion just said, maybe you just did it to, you know, become more powerful. It's like, no, I just wanted to make, um, what's her name, laugh. And I'm just like, you could do that with your sight, though. <laughs> like, did I miss something or like, like, I, I don't know, man. Like your jokes didn't get better when you got blinded. You maybe your oversoul did, but you're still the same. So I don't know. Maybe there's something I just didn't understand or did I miss that he went and blinded himself or had himself be blinded or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like the, <laughs> the energy that, that went into seeing is not focused into his spirit energy. I don't fucking know. I'm willing. I'm willing to. You know what? I'm willing to go with that. Sure. <laughs> Just make some sounds, random shit up. I, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I know I sound sarcastic, but no, that's 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 a that's ah, an nah. explanation. <laughs> that's an, Sakaki, go- just what? When, when in doubt, just treat it like King Crimson. It just works. <laughs> it just works. <laughs> oh, speaking of King Crimson, did we did do we do we do we catch um um Konishi voicing two people like talking to himself a little bit there? He was the twins' dad, and he's still Ami Damaru. Oh like, shit! Yeah, I I didn't realize it until like they were fighting him. I'm like, wait, because oh. I guess at that point maybe I was like playing Danganronpa or something, and I was listening. And I was like, wait, why is Ami Damaru like screaming at these kids? <laughs> I'm like, oh no, that's their. Oh, okay, so their dad's doing. He's he's also Konishi. Possess the me that possesses you, you, yo. <laughs> I mean, I guess just how do we feel about like dad and the twins? That like, shit was weird. Yeah, I, right. <laughs> who the fuck possesses their daughter? <laughs> Sus. Yeah, that I I almost not even just that. I almost feel like I won't. I don't want to go as far as saying that they're not necessary, but I'm also just kind of like, I guess I get that they are. They kind of serve as kind of like the anchor to uh, Joko's story, his whole thing. But I'm also just kind of like mm, that could have been differently. I think. Um, I don't know. I 
the way that the the way that like the the dad is the like a ghost i I was like okay but then like it becomes into like it becomes a situation where it's like okay so he's possessing the daughter who's driving the golem and the the golem has the whole the the mana drive that which means like oh so this operates on itself but then like if if it's if that's the case why not just like can it i don't know if this works or not if, if the ghost can just like possess the mana drive i feel like thematically it would have made more sense not to have the dad yeah kind of it feels like a cop-out because like yeah, oh yeah he died but this is a show about spirits so is he really dead or he's still in the... whatever i mean i don't know <laughs> i i guess just to be brutally to put it to say it brutally i don't know really what the kids offer besides just being oh you know uh joko did a bad thing and now has to pay for it like you know you have to illustrate the cycle so see i I like the story itself but i i think like it should be focused just on joko and the twins i think that it could have had a stronger message if um they emphasize more about like the breaking of the cycle of violence and like uh learning how to process grief uh, especially for for like younger younger people like kids um i thought that could have been a stronger message yeah okay i mean like from that point of view yeah yeah i, I, I definitely would have liked that more but and i also like agree with you where it's just like if the dad hadn't been involved it just got kind of needlessly convoluted at that point and but he's friends with mickey hisa <laughs> mickey oh yeah speaking of mickey I-, I love the scene earlier in the core or like uh he's confronting the Hanagumi and just starts slapping them. Mickey's just and, and this like, this old man is dangerous. <laughs> he's almost a pervert. <laughs> he just shows up in his underwear and just starts I, I he's just him. He Mickey's just Mickey and then like when they left him out in the like wilderness bleeding <laughs> like towards the end of the whole golem thing too. Oh, uh, classic Mickey. <laughs> Like he, he. <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves Mickey. Tonight. You don't get that uh. at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like yeah, um, and then like oh yeah. One thing I was gonna ask was like I saw in the in the subtitles like they turned Opacho as a a girl. Is was that ever confirmed? Yeah, I think Opacho's okay. a girl. I, I don't know if I was reading Japanese wiki or like. Like just the Shaman King wiki, and they were like the uh, Opacho's gender was never confirmed. That like I know the dub they somebody mentioned in the dub that like they like made Opacho I think a dude, but I'm not sure. I'll have to check. I'm pretty sure I'm like crossing wires here, but uh yeah, I just remember reading somewhere that it was never confirmed. But yeah, I did notice in the subs they said you know she. I mean, which, by the way, Opacho is also Hayashibara. Yeah, so, like, Opacho's gender was changed from female to male for the Viz release and okay, the four so kids not, dub. God, thank God I'm not going crazy. So I do remember that. But, yeah, okay, so, but that means it was confirmed, that she's confirmed a female. I I, I don't know, I, I, that just, just stuck to me, because I was just like, did they, did they ever, like, okay. And with the ambiguity of the Japanese language, like, I couldn't just listen to what they were saying and kind of pick it up from there either. But, yeah. Damn. I always thought, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess because of the, my 
my original experience. I thought I just thought uh, Opacho was a dude. Yeah, I when the little bit of manga I read from Viz, that's why I just assumed too. But then, like, I don't know. I read somewhere that it was never confirmed. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I think about, they never really use many pronouns with Opacho, so it's like it. It's something that never really like crossed my clearly. They're just about. the third gender baby. <laughs> I'm I'm down with that. They them yeah, exactly. we love to I'm see I'm down it. with that. I'm 100 down with that. But yeah, I I the only reason why it came to mind is just because I just remember that reading something, and I was like, oh, where did Netflix source? <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, I I will say for the little bit of the dub that I did end up watching, although there are a lot of there are quite a few voices, I'm just kind of like meh on. I do like the script like a lot. Yeah, I, I think the script is, like, well-adapted. I think the main issue I ever have with the dub is the voice direction tends to be very hit or miss. Yeah, I agree. Because I, re- I remember listening a little bit of, like, um, like the first part, earlier in the core, where, like, um, Anna was talking to the the kids. I remember, like, the Lacib, Racib? Racib. Um... Like his voice was really just flat. <laughs> like it, it felt like whoever was voicing him in the dub just was reading, just reading verbatim for a little while. I mean, when I checked back later in the core, just for out of curiosity, it seemed like her, uh, his voice actress kind of more got into the role, and you know, the voice directing was much better. But yeah, that honestly, that's what I, I remember last in the episode. Last episode, I did say I was going to watch the dub, and like I couldn't make it through an episode. <laughs> so, and that was one of the reasons why. So yeah. But uh, yeah. Do we have any other thoughts? Um, <clears throat> I uh, I forgot. I was going to say something about Lyserg. Uh, I think um, Lyserg's like journey, um. And and like his whole thing about like uh like finding himself and what he he believes uh, justice is is uh it was good I enjoyed it um and the fact that like he's he's like second guessing himself because uh because of the way how violent uh Marco is and like all the stuff that he like his whole agenda doesn't really it doesn't really it doesn't seem to line up one for one with like the image that uh john like cultivates but he'll he'll do whatever it takes to like uh like manipulate the situation into his way um like how uh marco f- basically figured out a way to like okay so they made the deal to revive uh ren but then okay he was revived like <laughs> we could just kill him again or something like it's really slimy but um yeah i don't know i think um the way that the characters are kind of like clashing in terms of like ideals um i like seeing that marco's a true paragon of justice guys spoken like a true ceo i agree like one of the i would say even if sometimes the story gets kind of like odd with shaman king i will say the uh clash of ideals is one of the things it does super well like Again, like I said earlier, that nobody's clearly just one thing or another. You can't necessarily say, um, like even the X laws. Like, yeah, everybody, everybody's suffering in some way. It's just the way that they approach their suffering and choose to deal with it is what makes up the series. 
Right. And that's one thing I like about Yo's approach. Yo and Lyser, and especially, is that in the last core, like if it had been another series, Yo would have went out of his way to get Lyser out of the X Law simply because he doesn't agree with them. But Yo's like that's his way of dealing with his trauma is to join with them, and we have to respect that. I don't like them personally, <laughs> but like, yeah, that's and even within this core that Lyser. And I like that it's because he does it that way. Lyserg has time to kind of have, formulate those thoughts and be like, man, you know, I do like the Lyserg, uh, not the Lyserg, I, the X-Laws, I think of them as friends, but I'm not one-on-one. I'm not agreeing with everything they do either. So, and I like that, like, um, sense of, I like that sense of just like, it, it isn't one thing or another. And the fact that we, the fact that it is just the clash of like the different characters' wills and what they want to do versus, you know, or, well, excuse me, basically what they're, how they're dealing with their different traumas and how that propels them to make, take actions. Right. And then they later maybe regret these actions. And then, you know, either it's a thing where it's like, I'm going to be better than, I'm going to be better this time. Or, you know, double down as Marco is. <laughs> um, that's what drives the real crux of the story. And that's what I think Shaman King does really well, is its characters and its themes. Yeah, there's like this mutual understanding between like, Yo and Light Surge, I feel. Especially like, the one thing that I really found interesting watching this core is like, there's never really a point where like, Yo has any animosity towards Light Surge. He has, like, issues with Lysurge's actions, like, him, like, almost killing Bill. Why are you such a pussy? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, him almost killing Bill, like, you can tell, like, he's not happy with it and stuff, but he's not mad at Lysurge specifically, he's mad at the action itself. Yeah. And it's like, it's interesting to see that dynamic, like, like you said, Sagaki, and, like, other types of series you probably would have, yo directly confronting or trying to like take Lysurge out of this like situation but instead he's just like dealing with it as yeah, it comes and, you know there's and that's another thing of Shaman King I don't know I think they even right out say it well no they say it several times that right or wrong you know there really isn't that it isn't not well they more phrase it like it doesn't exist which I'm not quite on board with but i get the intent which is like right or wrong depends on the point of view that you have and um yeah the fact that yo is upset at lyser's actions and not himself and the fact that in another series yeah he would have forced him to say that i'm the right i'm in the right you have to do what i'm doing telling you to do rather but that's not what yo's about he's just kind of like um this is how he wants to deal with it. We just have to leave him alone on that. And I, and I, and I do one other thing about this. Speaking of yo is like, we finally get to see him in this core, actually admit that he's kind of, uh, I'm running on fumes here, like towards like, um, when basically it was the last, I think the, one of the last episodes of this core, it's just like, yeah, where he's talking to Ami Damaru and he's just like, everybody's telling him, you know, do you need to do what you want? Like, it's easy to picture yo as like being selfish, but he really isn't. And um, as this, as they kind of approach, um, Ami Damaru and and Anna kind of both confront him on this. It's kind of like, yeah, he's been kind of he's he's been 
going with the flow so much that he's kind of lost himself to the point that he's like exhausted and everything. And when Howl's like, get back in the shaman fight or else I'll kill the kids, it's like, you know, it's like even then he's thinking about, well, I can't go back on my deal with the X laws. And, you know, until they were like, well, yeah, you can. You can just force your way back in. This is what do you want to do? And I feel like that's a very important question that he had to ask himself. I'm sorry. I, I was I was reading something that got zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I, I agree with what you said. Me Takaki. too. I think like... <laughs> God, I can't stop I can't laughing either. now. I mean, that was so honest. That was, that was oh a yo God. moment. Like, Marion's totally in character right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, sweet. Come in the side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if anything, just to, like, kind of sum up how I feel about this core, this core reminded me why I love Shaman King. Like, like all the... There's so many good moments here that really kind of, like, encapsulate the strengths of the series, like, thematically and just char- in terms of character writing. And it's, like, really nice kind of seeing them all in such a short time span. Where, like, I, I enjoy the previous two cores, but I feel like it's been, like, more of a compromise on the manga rather than capturing everything that makes it so great. Well, because of, like, the fact that, like, there's now more breathing room in this core, like, you're able to see all those different sides of the series that maybe were kind of glossed over a lot more quickly before. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Because, again, I feel like now I have a better idea of why Shaman King is so beloved. Like, and this is what I feel like animation, well, anime as a medium can do really well, which is to, I mean, of course, the manga is always there and the manga is better. <laughs> but, like, when watching the anime, I guess, I don't know. I feel like a lot of time, at least for me personally, that I usually watch anime and then check out manga afterwards. And that's just how I consume media. And so far, like, I like the Shaman King manga, but I was just kind of like, ah, you know, it's good, but why? <laughs> why is it so beloved? But I feel like this core summed it up really well for me. And I know I actually said to myself, okay, I get it now. When, 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 finished, when I finished this core last night, I was like, I get it. I get why people love this story. Yeah. Yeah. Marion, do you have anything to add? Any core where Ren says, thank you, yo, is bound to be a good one. Yeah, true. Um, I guess we might as well cap it off there. I'm down. So yeah, overall, I think we were very happy with this core. It was good stuff. And uh, Yeah, honestly, t- two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I give it five thumbs up. I just have to get, like, Three more thumbs. You got two toes. I mean, you could, you could use Ryu's Oversoul. He had he had something like that. Remember? Yeah, he had the giant thumb. Oh, oh. that counts as two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, what were you about to say, Marion? I uh, I like this core because also um, <laughs> that one moment where Matamune uh uses like an oversoul over his like pipe or whatever and yo is just like uh a ghost can use an oversoul <laughs> i thought that was so funny i don't know why <laughs> i mean it's you would- kind of is just 
too cool to follow the rules. You, you would think that he'd remember how that oversold was handled uh, when he was like making his own. Wait, but was that because like when he met Madamune, he was younger, or was it? Um, I might be misremembering because like he wasn't the first time he used oversouls when he was with Madamune, right? I think so. Oh well, okay. yeah, he did the 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 shikigami. Yeah, basically. he did the shikigami, which okay. I mean, but when 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 he when he practiced oversoul with Amitamaru, I feel like you could have you could have just thought a little harder. <laughs> I mean, true, true. Clearly, he suppressed the memories because it was too traumatic. Oh, true, because Anna told him to die. <laughs> They're all- I love how he like enjoys the one slap. <laughs> Uh, okay. It's like, oh, that's how Yo got his king. He's masochistic. <laughs> I remember what the one time, and like, there was one scene where she slapped him, and like, the Japanese version just repeated first slap twice. But like, the dub, it was kind of like, I got slapped for the first time in my life. It was an enlightening experience. <laughs> I, I just found that really funny that that's what they went with in the dub. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's clearly that's clearly where they Yo know the target audience. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then I mean, it's later when like he and Matamune are like hanging out in the bass, and Matamune is like, "So, so it's love at first sight, huh?" Again, the dub. I love that scene. Like in Japanese, it was funny, but in the in the dub, he just kept saying, "Who said that?" Like I never, mm, <laughs> like struggling to finish his sentences. <laughs> it's like moments like that that I think the dub was like really strong. I agree. Yeah, it really nails the comedic moments. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I think that that's like, it, I'm finding a lot now, I mean, speaking outside of Shaman King, it's just that dubs definitely are like, well, most dubs are best when they're funny, opposed to when it's like, you know, super serious content or whatever. I mean, I'm speaking out my ass right now, though, so anybody listening to this, like, no offense if your favorite, like, super serious dub, and I'm no, not shitting No, full offense. <laughs> Demon Slayer dub bad in the trash with it. Shit, you just reminded me that I have the Blu-ray for um, Bugen Train. I really should watch the dub of that, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, the dub's good. Oh I mean, yeah, I like the dub. I've watched like I had the Blu-ray for the first two, um, for the first season, and I watched that completely dubbed and was it was good. I just haven't touched it since then. I haven't even watched the last episode of um, Entertainment District. <laughs> I need to do that. See, this is exactly why I, I'm trying to use like the internet less because I got like a pile of stuff that I'm sitting on, and, and instead I'm like doom scrolling, and it's bad. <laughs> but you have to use the internet to watch Entertainment District too. So I mean, okay, fine, not the internet. You knew exactly <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> Social media, uh, yes. all that newfangled technology. Stop being, stop being pedantic, man. <laughs> but yeah i guess that's me going off subject is a good time for us to wrap up then indeed so marion where can people find you people can find me on twitter at microwavy the e before the v i also have a card in my description with all my other projects um you can find my writing on tunamifaithful.com wsstb i have this doorknob on wordpress and recently, I, don't, I haven't really recorded other podcasts besides with you guys. And uh, a couple times I guessed it on MHA Pod. So you can check that out. Awesome. 
And Sakaki, where can people find you? Gonna try and streamline this. You can find me at WSS Talkback on Twitter, where and WSS Talkback which Marion mentioned. We have reviews, interviews, um, and stuff like that on the blog. Um, on the Twitter, we're the one Twitter that goes through the entire Shonen Sunday magazine every week. Give or take one or two series, I don't have anything to say. Um, and of course, we're always looking for people who love Shonen Sunday series or Shokakukan series and want to talk or write about them. Please come on down. We're always looking for extra people to write. Um, you can also find me at Kirobon, K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N, on Twitter as well. Um, I record couple podcasts with these fine folk, uh, Demon Slayer Podcast, at Demon Slayer, D Slayer Pod on Twitter, Saturday Night Shoggy, which is at Saturday Night Shoggy on um, Twitter, and that's our Shonen Sunday, or Shogakukan, I should say, podcast. And I also do a good, uh, I do a Dragon Ball podcast with our good friend Colton at Another DB Pod. It's another day, another adventure, where eventually, essentially, if Goku's in it, we're, and it's, animated then we're probably going to talk about it at some point and yeah uh, i also write for tanami faithful i should start writing again for it's been so long and yeah that's generally where you can find me awesome definitely follow both of these guys they're awesome people and they deserve your love as far as i go though you can find me on twitter at vlordgtz and then I write various things for all-comic.com as well as tsunamifaithful.com. So you can check out my writing over there. And then I do a bunch of podcasts, several with these two fine folks, including Saturday Night Shoggy at Sat Night Shoggy, uh, Demon Slayer Podcast at D Slayer Podcast. And then I do a few other things like... Uh, the Dumb Weebs podcast at Dumb Weebs Pod. And I occasionally pop up on the Toonami Faithful podcast at Toonami Podcast. But as far as Oversoul is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at Shaman King Pod. And the podcast is on basically every platform out there for podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Podbay, you name it, we're there. So wherever you prefer to listen to your podcast, uh, you can probably find us and make sure to subscribe, rate and review us, and just enjoy the episodes. But that does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later.